You're listening to the Hustled Up Podcast, a lifestyle and business podcast jam-packed with tools and tips to help you navigate your business, career, and life as a goal-getter, big dreamer, and multi-passionate doer. Grab your coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready to hustle up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Hustled Up. I'm Laura. And I'm Holly. And I want to say a big thank you to Holly for taking the reins on last week's episode. It was an awesome episode. And honestly, it made me want to hop back into my planner. And it actually did. This was the first week I planned in a while. Yay! (laughs) So huge thank you to Holly. Uh, Before we even dive into anything, I want to remind you guys that if you are loving what you are hearing from this podcast and you're getting value from it, please take two seconds to go rate, review, and subscribe whenever you're wherever you're listening, it helps us out tremendously. (laughs) So Holly, how was your week this week? My week was good. I mean, I'm still, you know, I keep saying it, but like, I'm still just going through a season of stress Mm -hmm. and I know it'll get better. Um, Overall, I feel like my coping mechanisms have been really good and pretty healthy. So, um, you know, overall, I am pretty proud of myself. Pat on the back for me. Um, honestly, there really isn't much to say since I last recorded, except that I worked a little, I napped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm patiently waiting for fall. I feel like I'm kind of over summer at this point. And, um, like I, I all over social media, I don't know if anybody else is seeing this, but like, it's all Halloween now. Yes. All, it's all Halloween now and fall. I think it's because of the groups that we're in, though, because I'm in a lot of fall and Halloween and Christmas lover groups. So my entire Facebook feed is basically memes about how everyone's so excited that fall is almost here. Yes. But even on like TikTok and like Instagram reels, like they're all very like everybody's shopping. Like even like, I'm, you know, I follow a lot of shopping um, accounts and like home decor and stuff. And they're all Halloween and fall. And they're shopping for fall stuff and Halloween stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's lit out there. Like, it's getting crazy now. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, I've been over summer for, like, a month now at this point. I'm over the heat. It's not my vibe. It's not my scene. I'm, like, ready. I literally – I'm going to start decorating probably a couple weeks from now. I'm busting out the fall and the Halloween stuff. Like, I'm doing it. I'm actually – I already told Steve, and he was not thrilled for to hear this, but I told him that <laughs> – but I'm doing it next weekend. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so that's even a little early for me. I, d- I did already warn Justin though. I was like, as soon as September 1st hits Halloween and fall are taking over, but he doesn't give a shit. He's like, great. <laughs> well, let me tell you here, here, hear me out here. Next weekend is already like August 20th, I think, or something. It's like late August. And by that point, it's less than two weeks until September 1st. Oh shit. <laughs> and that means it's only two two months away from Halloween. Oh my God, we're spoopy! And Holly and I actually have plans tonight. We're going to get ramen noodles with the boys. Nice little double date action. And then we are finally getting spoopy together. We're gonna go to, back to her apartment and watch scary movies. So I would say the season has begun. It has. It's it's you know. And I feel the the New York heat finally broke a little. It's been like it's still hot. It's still warm. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not putting on hoodies or anything. But, like, I don't feel like I want to die when I step outside. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's go to the pumpkin patch. I'm so ready. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I can't wait. And honestly, because I got back in my planner this week, 
I've been using my monthly spread to write down all my like definite dates and things that I have going on. And every single weekend in October is booked and a lot of weekends in September are booked. And I'm like, OMG. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I know. I, <laughs> it's crazy, but it's because we love fall so much that we want to do all the activities. So it's like, you know, it's, that's what it is. Like, I'm, I'm like a hermit in the summer. Well, no, I'm not. But like, I definitely don't try to book up my weekends the way I do in the fall and, you know, Christmas time and all that. Yeah, I'd rather just stay in, in my air conditioning, honestly. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I'm just I'm ready. I'm so ready. Oh, God, me too. Well, my week was pretty much the same. Honestly, I feel like I have nothing else to report. Work, <laughs> stress, super stress and super stress and excited for fall. So that's pretty much it for the recap. Jinx. Literally everything in our life. But I am so excited for this episode because this is going to be a juicy and super information packed episode for anybody that owns a business. This one is particular for you, not even just cleaning businesses. We are going to be discussing how to navigate client complaints and client feedback. And I feel like this topic is so applicable to any business owner, really, um, because feedback and complaints happen. Let's all just address the elephant in the room. You own a business. This is going to happen. So we've compiled a list of things to keep in mind when you do get a complaint and also what steps to take when navigating a complaint. So if this is information that you can benefit from, stay tuned. We just had to interrupt this episode super quick to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Choice LLC, Long Island's boutique, full-service cleaning and organizing company. Spring cleaning season is here, and now is the time to schedule your deep cleaning so your home could be tackled from the inside out. Window washing, oh, what a pain. And it could be super dangerous to climb those ladders. So schedule your appointment to have the inside and outside of your windows washed as well as your screens. For more information or a complimentary estimate, visit choresandmorellc.com or give a follow on Instagram at choresandmore. All right, let's get on into it, guys. There are some things that I feel like we we need to keep in mind when we own a business, right? And <laughs> I'm guilty, or at least I was guilty of so many of the things that we're going to tell you when we first started our business because... First of all, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this topic. It's like almost uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like taboo in a way. It's like, oh, yeah, complaints. We don't get those. We are perfect. Yeah. And that's not the case. And I thought that like it was just the cleaning industry for a while. And then I went to nail school and I started working in a spa for a brief period of time. And let me tell you, it don't get any better. <laughs> like no matter no matter what industry you're in, the complaints or just like feedback that you don't really love. <laughs> not so great feedback is going to happen. Um, so these are a couple things that you should keep in mind when you get a complaint. First and most important, most important, I still struggle with this to this day, is to not take it personally. And I feel like it's hard, especially when it's your work that's being complained about or your product or your customer service or whatever it is. But try not to take it personal. Sometimes it's not even about you. It's not even about your business sometimes. Sometimes someone is just having a bad day and they're looking for a punching bag. Other times, okay, maybe you messed up. But try not to take it personally. They're clearly paying you for your product, for your service. So they're going to tell you if something isn't, you know, meeting their expectations. But that doesn't necessarily have to do with you. So try not to take it personal. Try not to get too upset about it easier said than done 
Um, but that's like the most important thing to keep in mind when you're getting a complaint or, you know, feedback that isn't the best. For sure. Definitely easier than done, but it's, it's so important. Um, the second thing to keep in mind is that complaints, again, we said this in the intro, happen to everyone, no matter if you are a service-based business, a product shop, you know, a doctor, a dentist, complaints are going to happen no matter what industry you're in. And you have to remember that the larger you grow, the more these complaints are going to happen. It's just life. It's just the way it is. And obviously once you're scaling your company and you're growing, you know, when you were a little business and you had five clients that you were managing, obviously it's so much less likely that you're going to get a complaint because all your attention goes to those five clients. Then when you have 300 clients and I, I'm not saying that you're going to pay less attention to them or treat them any less special. Obviously, you always want to treat every client as if they're the most special client in your book. However, when you have employees going out for you, when you, um, you know, you're just the more people you service, the more that there is room for a complaint. So just keep that in mind that once you grow, the negative reviews might come in. And as long as you have, and to keep in mind all of those positive reviews to offset that negative review, it's okay. You're not going to be for everybody. There are going to be some people that absolutely love you and think you could do no wrong. And then that one person's going to come along who maybe you're not the right fit for. So just keep that in mind. Yes. And literally, you know, it, this happens with friendships, with just normal human interaction. Sometimes like the vibe isn't there between two people. And that is the same for business. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. Sometimes what they're looking for is something that your business model cannot provide and that's okay. So if that, and, and sometimes, and this is going on a tangent, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going on a little tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go there but, girl. But if you're working with a potential client or customer and you feel like that might not be a good fit, maybe it, you can avoid, you can, excuse me, can avoid the complaint altogether by saying, Hey, I don't know if this is a good fit and it's uncomfortable and it's, kind of scary but sometimes I feel like and I feel like I've done this in both you know doing nails and in the cleaning that I try to service people that I know I'm not going to do well with I know that I'm just not going to vibe with or that I'm not going to make happy no matter what I do and sometimes it's like okay you got to cut the cord a little bit because clearly it's just not going to work out or it's not working out but going back to my notes here Something else um, to always keep in mind is to, and it's going to sound a little harsh, this is some tough love, but to check your ego at the door. Um, I think that every single person in every aspect of their life has room to grow and to learn. And there's always something to learn. Nobody on this earth knows every single thing. There is always something to learn. There's always ways to improve in both your personal life, your attitude, your personality, like the way you handle customers and your actual craft. So definitely stay humble, understand that you're not perfect. It sounds so harsh. I'm being so mean. I'm so sorry. No, honestly, I think it's great. It's a good reminder for life in general too. check your ego at the door. I think it's such a great reminder. I I think tough love is good every now and again. (laughs) Yes, yes, I agree. So that's definitely something to always keep in mind, especially when you're owning and running a business. Yeah. And the last and uh, honestly, almost just as important as the first thing is that you have to remember that you don't have to take disrespect from anyone. And I think it's important to know the difference. And I think if you've done all these previous steps, like not taking it personal and, you know, knowing it's going to happen, 
once you do those things, it's easier to know the difference of, is this person disrespecting me or are the, is this a genuine complaint that is valid? Because, you know, when we say like, you know, check you at the door, you know, it's going to happen. That doesn't mean that you can sit there and have somebody berate you, curse you out, make you feel disrespected. Absolutely not. So you have to learn the difference of when you're being disrespected and you're not going to take that. You're not going to service this person or this person is just being a genuine human to human and they're upset with the service or the item or what was provided to them. And as the business owner, it's your responsibility to make that person happy. So, you know, obviously, and this is a situation that doesn't happen a lot. Like this is not something obviously that's going to happen all the time. Most people are wonderful. And if they're unhappy, it's just that they want to, you know, feel like they spent their money and that it was worth it. But it's super important to remember you went into business for yourself so that you don't have to take disrespectful behavior from anyone. Yes. 100%. 100%. And that applies to regular life, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Set them boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Hell, yeah. All right. That's amazing. I love it. So these are all the things to keep in mind. Now we're going to go into the actual steps, the actionable, tangible steps that you can take when you get a complaint from somebody. So the first thing that I do every time, and I say every time like we get complaints often, we really don't. But we've gotten enough over the five years we've been in business that we have our our routine, I guess, if you will, our system. And the first thing that we do is we thank them for their feedback. And you want to be genuine about this because going back to the whole, there's always room to grow, stay humble. This feedback is going to help you. Even though it doesn't feel like it, a complaint kind of feels annoying and frustrating and you're probably getting upset and all these things. In the end, if you apply what they're complaining about to your future clients and if you continue to service this person, the person that complains, then um, you can get better and you can avoid that in the future. You can avoid complaints about whatever you're getting the complaint about in the future. So you genuinely want to thank them um, for letting you know what's up. Yeah. And I think you also have to keep in mind, sometimes it's really uncomfortable for the client as well. You know, think about it for yourself. If you're unhappy with something, do you ever want to complain? Most people don't. Most people, they don't want to be even put in that situation. So they're stepping outside of their comfort zone so that instead of just saying, oh, that was a horrible experience. I'm not using this service or this product shop or anything ever again. Instead of doing that, they say, hmm, I want to continue using this person. Let me make this right. So it's kind of a two-way street of why you should be so thankful and grateful that this person had the courage to come to you with this complaint. Yeah, more. And I feel I could be wrong. I don't know how it is in every industry. But for us, more often than not, whenever we do get a complaint, it's it's because they want us to fix it going forward. It's not because they want to drop us or make our lives hell or piss us off. Like It's genuinely because they want us to avoid it in the future. That's how I feel. I don't yeah, know if I agree. The case for everybody, but I know that like in our industry for the most part, and I think that this is kind of just because of the, and this is not me sounding humble, but I think that we have great customer service. So people aren't going to just be assholes to us. And, you know, they don't want to be that way. They genuinely just want us to fix whatever we did wrong. Exactly. And one thing that Holly and I do, which I suggest 
no matter what kind of business you own, you do this. Let the client know that clear communication is so important to you and invite them to give you feedback. We do this through, you know, survey cards that I know Holly has mentioned before. We do this on the estimate right from the get-go. The first time we did the client say, if you decide to move forward with us after the initial cleaning, please give us feedback. Please let us know if there's something that we done wrong or even if there's just something that you want done differently going forward and it's so important because you're inviting them to give that feedback so that you can grow and give them the best possible experience with your company yeah because more often than not if you're not establishing that clear line of communication right from the get-go and explaining how important that communication that line of communication is some people are just going to drop you and we've even had that happen to us this is obviously not like a completely 100 percent um you know, foolproof method, but it is a pretty high one. It is a pretty good method because we rarely lose clients um, or have people drop us for, you know, just because they were mad about the job we did, you know? So, but sometimes if you're not saying, Hey, I need to know if there's something I need to fix, you need to make sure you tell me, keep that line of communication open. Then, you know, that's, that's more likely to happen. So exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay. Sorry, Laura, you go. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. Next on the list uh, would be to offer to correct the situation in any way that you can to make it right. And I know this is going to look a little different for every business. To give you an example, for our business, we always give a 24-hour guarantee. If we leave your home and you let us know within the first 24 hours that something's not right, we miss something, the first thing we do is, hey, I'm so sorry that this happened. I would love the opportunity to come back and fix this error and make it right. So we offer a reclean. If somebody even if it's the smallest, most minute thing that obviously in most clients will say, it's okay, I'll take care of it. Just I wanted to let you know going forward. But we have had situations where we go back to the home, this way we can visually see the mistake that was made and fix it for them. Because I think the mistake a lot of companies do is people are so quick to offer a refund, to offer a percentage off. And I find that lazy, to be quite frank and to be quite blunt. I think that that's lazy. I think that that again, cuts off the opportunity to grow, to have your employees grow. And obviously, of course, if at the end of the day, you try to go back and you try to fix it and you've done everything you can, then of course, offering a discount or percentage off or something like that would be applicable. But I think first you have to go back because also that really shows the client that you care. You're not just you saying, oh, sorry, it is what it is. Here's some money back. No, you're showing that you care and this client wanted the service because they wanted top tier service. So you're going to go back and make it right. So if you are, say, a, you know, a product shop, which I know we've been talking about a lot, and somebody messages you and something broke, a lot of product shops I know will say, okay, ship it back to me and I'll fix it for you. And I think that's great because then people can feel solidified the decision that they're making to go with your company yeah and I think you know I think refunds are like the easy way out I think that they're I think more often than not if just offering a refund someone's going to take the money and run Mm -hmm. Uh, and by offering to either you know fix something fix the product have the client come back go back to the client you know whatever the case is um and and you know, really try to make it right with your time and your effort. I think that they're going to see, Hey, you know, this person's really trying to make this right. And for us, you know, it's like, it's kind of a no brainer. They're paying you for this service because they, for example, for us, they want their house cleaned. They want to feel, 
you know, and we've all felt this when you clean your home or you get your home cleaned by a professional cleaner and like, you're like, oh, <laughs> so it's so like alleviating and money ain't going to do that for you. Well, maybe it will, but like nothing is going to compare to the clean house that they wanted. You know, they don't want the money back and then to have to go and vacuum their floors. They want it done. They, that's what they paid for. That's what they want. They, they want that service that they paid you for. So in my opinion, the refund is just not, you know, it's offering the easy way out more than likely, you know, they're going to take the money and run. And I just think that trying to give them your time and your effort is the better way to make it right. I really do. I agree. And obviously, if say you're a wedding photographer, for example, you can't go back and make it right. <laughs> if somebody complains about the wedding photos, but in that instance, you just got to get creative. Like maybe you can offer them a free photo shoot, um, you know, for just like a, a couple shoot. I'm so sorry that you weren't satisfied with this. I would love to offer you a free, uh, you know, romantic couple shoot free of charge just so that you can, you know, give them that opportunity and that experience that they maybe wanted from the get-go, find out what was wrong with it so you can make it right, then maybe they'll still keep you in mind when they're ready to do their, you know, baby announcement shoot or whatnot. There's yeah. always a way to make it right other than just giving discounts. I agree with that for sure. For sure. And if there's really, I mean, if there's really no way, if some, I don't know, if something like really just insane happened and there's no way you can make it right, then yeah. I mean, obviously I support, you know, a refund, a partial refund, you know, however you want to. Yeah. How do you want to do that? But I think that, you know, it's always cool to get creative and figure out how you can make it right. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So this is another, you know, uh, another thing that's so important to do. If you have a team, it is so important to inform them. And eventually we're going to do a whole employee episode. Maybe that'll even be next week. We'll see about communicating with your employees and, sometimes it's awkward to tell them when they've gotten a complaint. I still struggle with this a little bit, but I'm definitely <laughs> a lot better than I used to be. I oh used yeah. To just, I used to just avoid it altogether. And like, <laughs> I was like, how would I ever expect them to get better if I'm not telling them that they're, you know, that they messed up. So I always inform the team member right away. Sometimes I'll shoot them a text if it's during work hours, if it's not always till they come in the next day. If it's a more serious complaint, I prefer to do it in person, which I've done. Um, and you always want to inform, obviously, the person who got the complaint or the crew or, you know, whoever. Um, you want to let them know directly. And you always want to pull them aside. I wouldn't call them out, you know, in your employee group um, or, you know, at a company meeting. That's not how I would do it. I don't suggest that. I think that that just is going to make your staff member uncomfortable. And to be honest, it might make everybody else uncomfortable too. But you want to pull them aside and say, hey, you know, you got this complaint from this person. I think that maybe you need to work on this. I think that this is where you need to improve. Maybe, you know, you need to work on your technique and just figure out, you know, what they need to improve. And then I always love to say, always, Hey, listen, if you think you need some more training, we can get that going. If you ever have any questions, there's no question too dumb for me. There is no question too silly for me. I want you to ask me if you have a question. And a lot of more, I mean, actually, almost every time, I mean, everybody is like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Like, you know, I know that I've worked for companies where I was scared to ask questions. I was scared to admit that I didn't understand something or I didn't know how to do something. And I think it's so important to always let your team members know 
hey, I'm here for you. If you feel like you don't understand this still or you feel like you need help with this, you need to come talk to me and I will help you. Because that's what a boss, that's what a leader does. They're there to lead, to lead by example, to help them, to make them feel comfortable, to encourage them. So you need to always let your team know and not be an asshole about it. I mean, I've had bosses that were just passive aggressive about when I, you know, did something wrong or made a mistake, or they would be mad at me, like we're freaking 15. (laughs) And they would just ignore me or like, be kind of rude or off putting. And I hated that I felt very uncomfortable. So the first, you know, the first thing you got to do in terms of informing your team is let the person know who messed up and let them know that you're here for them and that you want them to improve and how you think that they can do so. Exactly. Because just like I said, the clients don't want to complain. The employees also don't want to get complaints. So if you don't let them know that they messed up and they can't improve from it, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah, you totally are. And, you know, we always say it's important to keep the line of communication open with your clients and your customers. But that is equally true for your staff. You need to let them know. You know, we always let them know when they're doing well also. But, you know, the more uncomfortable thing is to let them know when they're not. And it is equally important. And I think that something that I like to do as well is after I've had that talk with the said person who, you know, got the complaint, then I like to kind of let everybody else know, like, not, oh, hey, so-and-so got a complaint, make sure you don't make this mistake. But, oh, hey, guys, just a reminder, make sure when you're vacuuming, you're getting under all the furniture. And you don't, you can tell them, oh, you know, this is the reminder, make sure you're doing this without necessarily calling out the person who got a complaint. In fact, they, they would never even have known that he got it. If that makes sense. Or she. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes total sense. You're generalizing. You spoke to the person directly. And you're generalizing for the whole company. So nobody feels singled out. Yeah. And it, you know, keeps everybody. You know, when you're doing the same thing every day, sometimes you you can easily forget certain things. Or, you know, I don't want to say get too comfortable. That's not even like the right wording. But, you know, it's just sometimes you need the reminders. Like sometimes we just need the reminders. And I mean, I give people that even when they don't get complaints, but especially when complaints come in, it's like, Oh, okay. Here's where some team members might be slacking. So let's make sure everybody is on the same page with this particular thing. Exactly. So well said. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when I talk about things, I'm like tripping over my words. I'm like, (laughs) I know. I feel like as soon as the microphone goes on, I'm like, do I know how to speak anymore? No, literally same I have it like I'll have it so mapped out so beautifully in my head and then all of a sudden like we're you know (laughs) we're we're live on here we're recording and I'm like (laughs) I know (laughs) oh my god but they know their people know what I'm trying to say (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah they know so um yeah this was this was a lot of information I think that this was super helpful though this is something that I would have loved to hear five years ago because I'm going to be 100% transparent when me and Holly used to get complaints it was like the end of the freaking world like my whole world was coming crashing down on me I thought that like it was the most devastating thing and now if a complaint does come in me and Holly, one of us will text each other and say, hey, I got this one. Or, hey, are you going to take care of this? And then we do all the steps that we just said. And honestly, there has been multiple times that we have turned. And uh, if you are in the cleaning industry, initial cleanings are going to just most likely have the most complaints. They're harder. You're not familiar with the house. That's where it's going to happen the most. And we have turned many. Uh, I don't want to say many because, again, we don't get complaints often, I promise. But we have turned initial cleaning complaints into recurring 
weekly or biweekly service. So there's always a way to fix the situation. Yes, there is. And, you know, you got to keep in mind, like, even if you're not the most talented person, <laughs> I know that sounds so, like, mean. If you're, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, I am not the most talented nail tech. I will say that. But your customer service and how you handle feedback is going to be, it's going to save you as a business owner. Really, it is. Yeah, because they're buying, they're not just buying a service or an item. They're buying an experience along with it. They, they like, are. how do you make them feel? Like, that's what people are going to remember at the end of the day, how you made them feel. Not like, yes. oh, was there a little bit of dust on top of my refrigerator? Like, that's not what they're going to remember. They're going to remember, oh, they came in. I felt so comfortable having them in my home. I didn't have to worry. And then I had my whole weekend back where I didn't have to clean it all. That's what they're going to remember. Yes. And if something didn't go right, if there, you know, if there was something significant, how you handle that, how you handle that complaint and that feedback is literally, it's, it's going to, it's going to be the determining factor on whether or not you've received a bad review. And I am proud to say that after five years in business and we've had multiple complaints, we have never had a bad review because we're able to, for the most part, knock on wood, (laughs) knock on wood. (laughs) <laughs> for the most part, for the most part, we're able to make it right or, you know, and in some cases we've had to part ways. It happens. It You're not going to save every complaint. I'm telling you right now, there are some instances where you just can't, you just can't and you have to part ways because you're not going to make them happy no matter what you do. So you have to keep that in mind as well. You know, exactly. I feel, I feel like all of this was like, oh, this is like a hundred percent going to save the client, you know, save your relationship with the client. It's not always going to happen. Sometimes like we said earlier in this episode, it's just not there and you have to cut the cord. Yeah. It goes back to, you're not going to be for everybody. And you know what the best part about that is if you're not for that person, I'm sure that there's another service or company down the block who would be a better fit for them. Yeah, absolutely. There is someone for everyone, as they say. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I feel like this all comes down to don't get discouraged, you know, handle complaints with grace and you will get through it. Keep calm and carry on, as they say. And if you feel, listen, if y'all are getting a complaint from somebody and you're feeling nervous, because, you know, me and Laura are very lucky to have each other. If you guys get a complaint and you're feeling nervous and you don't know how to handle it, send us a DM. We would be happy to help you navigate it. Seriously, we would be so happy to help you. Absolutely. Especially for you solopreneurs out there that don't have somebody to bounce like feedback and advice off of, please slide into the DMs. We are completely open. Oh, forget it. Like, I, yeah, I don't know how, <laughs> know how people do it. I really don't know how people do it alone. I'm sure they have really good support systems and things like that. But, um, you know, obviously, if you don't have one of those, we can be your support system and you are more than welcome to slide into these DMs whenever you want at hustle up podcast. We'll plug them later. We'll plug it later. <laughs> in the meantime, though, I do have a Monday morning affirmation that I think is great for business owners in particular. Ooh, do tell girl. Okay. You can do big and scary things. Ooh. You can do big and scary things. And since Literally an episode targeting a very scary thing because let's get real, especially the first time it happens, that complaint rolls through, you're going to be scared. You're going to be like, oh my God, I botched it. My life is over. Blah, blah, blah. Unless you're not <laughs> dramatic. Me and Holly are very dramatic. So that's. I mean, like- I still I still be reacting like that sometimes. I can't lie. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> me too. I'm just like, oh my God, they hate me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you just remind yourself that. Like, say that back to yourself if you're having a particularly hard day or, you know, starting a business is a very big and very scary thing. So if you own a business, 
whether it be a small business with no employees, it's just you or a huge corporation with 300 employees or anywhere in between, you've already done a super hard and scary and big thing. So congratulations to you. Yes. I love you, girl. Shit. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're you're welcome. Like, I know you're talking to them, but I'm over here like, mm, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Two birds with one stone, as they say. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, do you want to um, plug your shit, Holly, since you're famous? Yes, I am famous now on TikTok. No, I'm not. <laughs> She's not kidding. I do have like 3,600 followers now, though. Like, Oh, my God. Every time you say it, it jumps up. I know. <laughs> I think you've shot past chores and more on TikTok. I might have. I might have. Well, how dare you? <laughs> no, I, well, you know what? I'm going to start giving tourism more the same amount of effort that I'm giving, you know, myself. It's just I got to work on the time management. And when I perfect that, which I never will, I will do an episode on it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Planning and Polish. And you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Laura Anatoly. If you want to check out this podcast, you can check us out at Hustle.Podcast on Instagram. We're going to be doing a giveaway soon, so make sure you follow for just like a cute little – It's I'm going to call it a um, – oh, my gosh. What's the word when it's like a, a, a bag of, of necessities? Like they drop uh, them to the people in the army. Uh, I know what you're What's talking about. What's it called? Uh, like a care package? <laughs> a care package. That's it. <laughs> We're going to do like a little like business owner care package. Yeah. And one of the items I'm looking at it right now because it's on my desk and it's so freaking cute. And I'll give you a hint. Holly and I already have one and you're going to want this. Yes. It's so cute. So and it's handmade. So not by us, but it's handmade. It was commissioned by a good friend of ours. But definitely follow us on Instagram at Hustle.Podcast if you want to enter that giveaway. We'll be posting it in the next probably couple days, if not, you know, next week or the week after something like that. Yes, and if you don't join this giveaway, I'm going to because I want these items. Right? Same. <laughs> uh, if you are so inclined, go check out our business Instagram at Chores and More. And you can find us on TikTok at Chores and More as well. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I hope you found value in this episode. Go out there and have a kick-ass week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.